there is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel 3CR's look at the Australian film industry and films and all the technicians and all the other people that are involved uh, and who live the dream, <laughs> the creative dream. It was quite interesting. I went to the uh, St Kilda Film Festival opening night and there were some wonderful films. And uh, as the uh, Claire Hooper, who is the MC, said, uh, make sure you run up and say uh, thank you. I really enjoyed your film because that's probably as much payment as the filmmaker will get. <laughs> Uh, she was uh, being very droll. But anyway, uh, on this program, we're, today we're going to be featuring one of the films that are going to be shown at the um, upcoming Melbourne Documentary Film Festival. You may be aware that the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival starts online on the 1st of July and goes to the 31st. It's also got an in-cinema uh, uh uh, showing uh, from the 21st to the 30th of July at Nova. They uh, not only show the films, but they also have Q&As and a whole range of other things. There's some great films. Uh, this is uh, the film that we're going to talk uh, to the filmmakers about today is set in Varanasi in India. It's made by uh, Cameron Trafford and Henry Gosper and it's an absolutely fascinating film. I, I found it really interesting um, but uh, we'll let the boys uh, give you an idea of what Water for Birds is about. Well thank you very much for uh, taking some time to chat with me about your film Water for Birds. Can you give my listeners a little bit of an understanding of how you got to make such an intriguing film? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. First of all, thank you so much for having us um, to chat. Um, super excited. And yeah, we're, we're, we're really excited about the launch of this film. And um, it's amazing to kind of chat about the background story of it all, because I think that's almost, you know, just as interesting to us as um, the film itself. So, um, yeah, we're really excited to chat with you about it. So, yeah, so I, I think, yeah, I think just get, getting into it, um, you know, Henry and I started our production company probably six years ago now um and we both started this company with the mutual passion for um emotive human-centric storytelling um and you know naturally as the business progressed we sort of gravitated towards more commercial stuff um but it was those documentaries and and, and human-centric stories that um was our true passion so i think yeah I think probably four years ago or five years ago, we just, I guess, set out on, an, on, a, on a mission to tell a story. We didn't really know what we wanted to do, but we just we wanted to do something a little bit bigger because we'd only previously told stories 
no more than five minutes of length. Um, and I guess, yeah, we've both been fortunate enough to grow up in households with with our mums who are quite involved in the, the social change spaces. Um, and it just so happened at the time my mum was doing a little bit of work over in India with a different organisation. Um, and that organisation was helping um, reintegrate um, women that had previously been trafficked back into the workforce and, and offering them support. So it was hearing a little bit about what was happening over there that sparked a bit of interest for us to potentially go and explore. And so we just, yeah, booked a flight over there and essentially just flew over and, and on, on a whim and, and sort of met with some of my mum's contacts and didn't really find a story that we were looking for. Um you know, obviously it was some, some pretty heavy stuff over there and, um, yeah, it's a, a huge issue. Um, but I think, you know, when you make a film, a lot of things have to align and for whatever reason we didn't feel like that was the story to be told. So we're still over there. We jumped online, did a bit of research, and, and that's how we found um, Guria, which, yeah, is an organisation that fights multi-generational prostitution and, and human trafficking and, and sexual exploitation over in North India. And it was their approach to these issues that sparked an interest for us. We basically just sent Ajit, the, uh, the founder, we sent him an email saying, we love what you're doing. Can we come and check it out? And he said, come, come to Varanasi. So we flew to Varanasi and spent a week with him. Um, we didn't film. We just sat with him and he's a very, very interesting man, as, as you can probably see in the film as well. He's, he's quite philosophical, has a lot to say. Well, it, well, he's charismatic, but the interesting thing is that he doesn't take up all the space, which I find yeah. really fascinating. Hmm. Yeah. No, was, um, and that was, yeah, that yeah, was, was an intentional big, decision. Yeah. We've actually got quite a few scenes as well that we had in there originally, but I think like through the process, as you kind of, you know, it's like we have our experience of what it was like there. And, you know, we went to Ajit's head office and learned all about like the litigation processes they have there. And we filmed all that stuff and like all these old students coming back and everyone in the center. And we just kind of had this like two and a half hour film originally. And it was amazing. And like, I would love it to be four hours, but there was like three different narratives in there. And, and, and you know, through a few like screening programs where we had a few friends and stuff, come down just to get a bit of a you know feedback, I guess. Um, everyone was like, oh, it's amazing. But, you know, like you just need to choose, like you need to choose the story. Like what is the narrative? And for us, the whole approach was the kids and the center. And there was so much already on online about Ajit and so much online about their operations, you know, going and raiding brothels and, and, and having these women rescued, all these incredible stats and numbers. But we felt like the best way to, I guess, connect the story with people in the West on an emotional level was not by blasting these stats into people's faces, but by gently kind of basically allowing them to be a student in the center and experience how through the fundamental level of education, they kind of, you know, restructuring this idea of the people who live there in terms of what they can achieve and, and, and what they can excel in. And so that's why G really doesn't, appear in it much and that's what we said to a g we're like you know we want to come and make a film on guria but it's not about you it's not about guria it's the kids and he was like you get it 
come on over. <laughs> and, and, th- and that was a tricky place to get to as well. Cause obviously when you're around him, you're like, wow, this mm. guy's an amazing character. He's captivating. Yeah. He grabs the attention of the whole room. So, you know, there was a lot of instinct initially to be like, how do we include him? Because yeah. he's so captivating and, yeah, gradually, yeah, as as the story unfolded and what Henry and I decided was most important, the more we sort of started to filter out Ajit's involvement and just sort of have him as this, I guess, background figure, which actually I think serves the story quite well. I really like Amazing. what you've done. And I think that um, from the point of view of an Australian, taking us to Veranassa is a place that we don't know. And also, it's much mm. less, uh, much more rural, almost in in its uh, s- setting, so that we mm. get a different perspective. And also, That's... the gentleness of the people, the 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 kids, uh, it, it's very real and very like here. I think what's so beautiful about that, what you just mentioned as well, is I think like going to Varanasi, it's like the holy mecca of India, and it's just like, it's just like stimulus overload everywhere and i think that was a big part of us as well as like we don't want to like anyone making a, a documentary in varanasi would just almost like you know like go to rely the on that rely go to the on river that, and, you know? exactly yeah. go to the river and you go all those things and that was for us it was like these kids that we're with they don't really get to go to the river that much that's not the varanasi they see so we wanted to show the varanasi that they see and we do get to go to the river very briefly but it's only because they only get to go there very briefly. It's quite dangerous for them to go out. Like, you know, like the, the, the lowest of the low of the cast. It's like, it's a crazy thing. So instead of like, you know, giving this just like normal take on Varanasi, this normal take on this NGO, it kind of filtered into everything. Like even the music that we got scored, we originally had this like Indian classical group score the film. And then we're like, you know what? This is just like, Indian, Indian Varanasi classical music, music just because we filmed there. And we're like, it's it's completely disconnected. So and it's a cliche in a way. It's, it's a, a cliche, cliche for it us. Like, it was bullshit. Yeah. yeah, it was bullshit. And we were just like, that's not that's not us. That's not the film. I'm like, we need to do this properly. And we just like, through a certain chain of events, met this guy, Vijay. And instead of getting to make the music, we gave him the film. And we're just like, watch the scenes, understand the characters. You tell us what you think. And he went away for a week, came back and was just like, I know what to do. It's a, it's all sitar. Strip it all back. Like da da, da and we're just like, bang. So and then that felt so much better. Everything felt aligned in that aspect. I think. I was gonna say yeah. Just I guess circling back to what attracted us to to Guria and how we got over there and and what attracted us to to I guess Ajit's philosophies was I guess yeah the the, the two sides of, of of how they combat the issue of of human trafficking and, and sexual exploitation. So they've obviously got. Um, the legal side where they raid brothels and they pr- prosecute traffickers and um, all those sorts of things that over here, it's, it's really hard for us to even understand or comprehend how big and like all, all the numbers are quite overwhelming, as Henry said before. Um, uh, but, but, also we... it's, but it's also uh, the poverty and people selling their children because mm. they need to eat. I mean, it's horrendous. Absolutely. It's, it's yeah, yeah absolutely it's, re- it's really shocking and and you know we've seen a number of documentaries that that do focus on that stuff and it is quite statistic oriented and shocking as you say and it's yeah it's it's really hard to even know where to begin of like how to help or it just seems so far away um, mm. from us over here so we we wanted to try and tell a story 
that was a little more digestible and, and something that was a little more familiar. And that's where their sort of other side of the business comes in where they've actually, yeah, gone and built these, these centers inside the red light area. And they're um, amazing. That, Absolutely yeah, amazing. And, they're amazing. And, yeah. it, and it's all, and it's all, yeah, the philosophy is that it's all around art therapy to, to heal these children that have, you know, grown up in a, a pretty wild environment. And Ajit likes to call it an oasis in a desert. And it's all about teaching the kids to, to essentially fall in love with existence and, you know, connect with the world around them so that they can make better decisions for themselves and, and their community. And it's all focusing on, on peer learning, which is, you know, how you see a lot of the older kids have to take responsibility to, to bring up the younger ones. And it's all about, yeah, connecting the heart and the mind through this art therapy so that, you know, we can create a more harmonious society and, you know, and, and this is the language that Ajit was using when he first told us about this place and, and, mm. and what he was doing there. So you can imagine yeah. how how our minds just started racing when we were hearing about this. As soon as we told him that was what we wanted to focus on, um, and, yeah, as Henry said before, he, he just immediately said, you guys get it, I've never given access, because it's, it's quite a dangerous area, and he said, I've never given anyone access, but you guys understand it, there's a story to be told, I trust you. And then over the next three years, over 20 weeks, we were inside that school, basically living with the young people. Tracer, stay tuned, stay radical. We need your financial support to be independent, community controlled and focused on people rather than profits. Your support during Radiothon keeps the station radical and enables us to give voice to hundreds of people and issues for another year. And remember, any amount you can afford makes a big difference and all donations over $2 are tax deductible. 3CR Radiothon, show your support during June 2023. You're with Annie on 3CR and of course we are in Radiothon month at 3CR, $275,000. Yes, we're climbing the mountain and we need your help. Uh, we're in the middle of a uh, conversation with some enthusiastic filmmakers, Cameron Trafford and Henry Gosper, about their film uh, Water for Birds, set in Varanasi, North India, uh, and they're following Guria, which is an organisation supporting trafficked women to get back into society. But this is actually about a uh, an, a place where uh, they provide support for children uh, who are giving them opportunities to decide to walk a different path than the sex industry that surrounds them. Uh, it's quite a fascinating film, actually. So this is the second part of that conversation. It's going to be shown at the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival, uh, which I've told you already online, the 1st to the 31st of July, and in cinema, 21st to the 30th of July. That's at the Nova. It was amazing to see how successful the peer-to-peer aspect of the centre has been. Ajit has been able to take a step back from the center uh, and kind of you know, manage a lot of the operations um, from the head office, which is probably more in terms of that head-on collision, you know, like the raids and all that stuff. 
But as you see in the film, you know, Anu, who was a student there since she was four, is kind of like running this thing now and kind of trying to set up kids to kind of take her place. And I think that's the beautiful thing. There's no expectations on any of the kids to stay. There's no expectations of them to go out and get jobs. Um, a lot of them fall back into the cycle because that's just the nature of things. And so I think through that and through their understanding, that really inspired us to not have any agenda in terms of making the film and not be judgmental in any way, shape or form on these people who are, you know, who live in, who live in this world. And it's, it's not their fault. They're not bad people. They're not evil people. And you can see how, you know, from the age of five, a child like Shushu can get swept up into it. And that's just the life that, you know, so, you know, it was it was a it was a crazy process for us because we wanted we knew we wanted to kind of uh, have a child reflecting, you know, the the lucrative um, pull going back into this thing, you know, and we we're asking the teachers, like, in hindsight, silly questions, being like, oh, is there a kid who's naughty? Is there a kid who's this? You know, and almost trying to attach uh, a subject onto that emotion, and obviously not because there's not one kid; it's just the whole thing. This is the whole scenario, and as we're like packing our cameras down pretty much on like one of the final shoot days, this like mother runs in with Shushu just being like, I found my son doing this, like blah, blah, blah. And we got our cameras up and she was so in the moment and so distraught that we just like had our cameras bang and she didn't even look at us. And we had, we had spent so much time in that center in the first three weeks, four weeks without any cameras, just getting the kids adjusted to us. We came in as teachers no cameras for the first two weeks. Then we brought in GoPros, really small cameras, taught them about angles and mise-en-scene and we like got them to make little films, would go home and like edit them, come back and show them. And by week four or five, we'd bring in our big cameras, they'd look at us and be like, eh. and then we'd start rolling. So that's yeah, I was gonna ask you, because it's so close. Yeah. It's so it's close so and so close. intimate. And, yeah. um, and also, the uh, general sense. I just love the um, uh, the meditation sequences. It's such a, so yeah. revealing, so revealing. Yeah, yeah. That for us, because you know, when when we were there filming, we would find ourselves kind of like you know, we'd film, but then we'd kind of start like closing our eyes and and kind of like start meditating meditating with them. And I think that's why you know the film opens with a, a meditation because the whole film in itself is a meditation. Um, that's why, you know, a lot of the cutaways are quite slow and, and held for, you know, we've had a lot of feedback being like, oh, they're too long. They're too this, like, da, da, da. It's like, nah, but like when you expect it, it to cut and then it doesn't, then you kind of sit with it and it might make you feel uncomfortable, but that's good. And it might make you analyze the thing. It's like, that's good. You know, it's like so many people were just like, oh, you need to have a hero's journey. You need to like have less of this. You need to have more things of this. And it's like there's no script. It's not a film. Like this is a, a thousand page book that we're showing you like 10 pages in the middle of. And so many people expect more. And it's just, it's just like, like we don't know more. Like we have no idea about that. We have no idea. That's why we came in. We're just like, we don't know this issue. Like we are not the people to tell this. That's why we're just like, we'll just become flies on the wall and just see what happens. And we didn't understand Hindi the whole time we were filming. We didn't understand what was being said. You know, would like put things together, send it off to a subtitle. He'd give us an SRT file. We'd watch it back very like, you know, not, not, a, not a, in a very subjective way. 
I guess, um, and be like, oh, whoa, okay, that's her brother. And there's like a family thing there. Okay, now I understand a bit more of the narrative, not so much the issue, but the narrative that's going on. And um, I think that's the thing for us. It's not so much explain the whole issue and, and, and offering a solution. It's just showing a very successful framework that you know, a very successful NGO is, is operating. Um, and trying to do it in a way that's not preachy, that's not a commercial for the NGO, um, is unbiased and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, I found it incredibly uh, pleasantly surprising, your film. I enjoyed it immensely, to tell you the truth. Oh, and I so nice liked, and I it's really, really nice liked, to hear. Hmm, I really liked the nuance and the gentleness. And I was so impressed by uh, the woman. Uh, she was so uh, un, uh, self-effacing. Oh, well, not even that. Mm. Uh, she's so opposite to uh, a person who pushes themselves forward, but who is so like a rock. She's absolutely yeah. determined. What a person. She was super Such resilient. And, and yeah, I mean, we, we obviously spent a lot of time with her when we weren't even rolling and, you know, she's a probably one of the strongest women we've ever met. Mm. Um, yeah. and, and what, what she does is just, yeah, you, you can't beyond what we could capture beyond words. Mm. Um, she is so important. Um, and yeah, mm. her mission is, you know, is to, to raise these, these kids and, and, you know, mm. one day one of them will take her place and then mm. they'll be the next to know and, and just, they'll, they'll embody yeah. her. And, but also, and, also her her support network, which was her older, uh, her mother. Yeah, yeah, her, her mother, 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 mother. Yeah, who was also yeah. a grand person. Absolutely, and it's incredible to to hear some of the things that Anu was saying. Like Anu just thinks that, like, obviously she goes through so many like trials and tribulations in her own life, but she was just like at times just being like, I'm a failure. Like, mm. I'm not good enough for this job, like all these things. And at the start, you're just kind of like, what are you What are you talking about? You know, like, how could you think these things? But then there was a scene that's actually not in the film, but all these past students come back to the center who have all gone, you know, from a new, like a news age, who have all gone off and got jobs elsewhere. And they kind of come back and share their stories and, and things. And a new was in there. And I remember like seeing that and I remember like everyone talking about their jobs and how happy they are, like being out here and da-da-da. And I looked at Anu and I was just like, whoa, like how emotional that would be for her to think, have I made the right decision staying here? Should I be out getting jobs elsewhere? Am I the right person for this? Do I even have the experience or the knowledge to be like sharing these things? And without a doubt she does, but there is so much self-doubt in her. And I think that's, that's evident in everyone. And I think that's what's really important about this film. It is a film on the cycle of second generation prostitution in India, but the philosophies in the film are universal to everyone. And there are quite simple philosophical messages in the film, such as Ajit talking about a mango tree that's been planted 150 years ago, not so that they could eat it, but so, you know, and there's just little things. It's like, we really do want the audience to be a student in the center and it's not just for them to understand the issue, but there are messages in there and life lessons for people to take on board. And that's that goes into like the educational system in the West, bringing a more like pedagogical approach into teaching, maybe more peer-to-peer. -peer. Like there's, there's so many elements that we see beneficial um, for us. So 
You know, I think we're really excited to kind of bring this film here. And as well, like we're very excited to take it to India. But Ajit, the head of the NGO, said to us at the start, for it to be successful in India, you first need to make it successful in the West because so much of that hype and everything kind of trickles into India. And it's not a film that typical people in India would watch. You know, the style of like Bollywood and Tollywood and all these things is so like loud and bang and bang. And this is a very quiet low reserve film so we hope that um you know people kind of connect with that as you have in here and then we can bring it back there and that's going to be like the yeah so the you're pleased exciting... you're pleased to be at the melbourne documentary film festival it's it's absolutely absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. It's, um, it's been, it's been, been a, a... <laughs> it's been a really long long journey um, you know, that <laughs> it was never going to release you know like yeah. Yeah. we'd be lying if we didn't think there was honestly, a two-year period where we never thought the film was going to be finished. Um, I mean, it's it's been a huge journey for us, yeah, since we first found the idea and three separate six-week trips over in India. And, you know, Varanasi, you can imagine what it's like over there, the culture shock of coming home. You know, it was an entirely self-funded project. So, you know, obviously it, 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 it took a toll on us. <laughs> mentally yeah, and physically but a good one but, a good one but it feels yeah it feels like a huge weight <laughs> off the shoulders to to be able to screen this and, and share it with the world and, and with films of this length we just always wanted to keep tinkering and tinkering and making it better and you know we just had to let go because like it's never going to be finished it's never going to be perfect it is what it is and we're finally happy just to to let go mm. of it and and get yeah. it out of it because it is important and that's more important so yeah, no, that's no, why it's so great. nice to hear you, Annie, say something about the film. You know, like not many people mm. have seen it um, really at all. And you know, if one thing is to show into a cinema, like that's amazing. But it's an intimate film, and for us, it's like it's very. a very intimate film. So just like to even have one person such as yourself connect with it, you know, that's like just as good as showing it to you know five hundred people and them all being like, yeah. So. And that's it for the conversation with uh, Cameron Trafford and Henry Gosper and their film uh, Water for Birds. It's part of uh, the screening of the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival, which is starting uh, 1st to the 31st of July online and 21st to the 30th in cinema at the Nova. More information, mdff.org.au. Coming up next is... Oh, published or not. In face, I'll sweep the sun, save the rich like me. I once was lost, I was blind, I was poor and hungry. Amazing grace. Set me free. Set me free.
everyone bright as a shining sun. We've got no less days to sing God's praise from the time that we began. It will be grace that will bring us safe and home. Just like me, but I was lost, I was blind, I was poor and hungry. Amazing grace, you know the rest. Did you enjoy listening to that podcast? 3CR is a community radio station, and you, the listener, are a part of that community. Right now, it's our radiothon. We need you to pitch in with a few dollars to keep the station going. We can't do it without you. It's easy. Head to 3cr.com dot org dot au forward slash donate. Your donations really matter.